You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Good morning and welcome to Morning Breath. It's a beautiful Tuesday, October 19th. Man, October's clicking by already. We are so glad you joined us today on Morning Breath. Morning Breath is a drive-time devotion that helps jumpstart your day does that by getting into the Word of God, because every Word of God is God-breathed, and we want God to breathe on us. And so we invite you to jump in and read a chapter of the Bible with us each and every morning. Some people read it at night before they go to bed. Some people do both, read it at night and read it in the morning. Ask God to speak to your heart, then tune in. That's what we do. And then we come down to the studio here at the Merritt Island campus of East Coast Christian Center. We read the chapter on the air, and then we talk about wherever God leads us in the chapter. I keep saying we because I always do this with a co-host. My co-host today is Fee Walters. How are you doing, Felicia? I'm wonderful. How are you? Very good. Good. Yep. So tell the folks how they can get involved. Man, we would love for you to get involved in any way you'd like here at East Coast. Uh, We do have an app. It's called the East Coast app, and it's free. So you can get that in your app store on your smart device or check us out at eccc.us online. We'll get you events, sermons, more morning breath episodes if you want to go back and listen to some more. We just have all kinds of ways for you and your family to get kind of connected. Also, you can follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, wherever Wherever we're communicating, we're there, and we would love for you to join us. And if you want to uh, get the chapter list and sort of join in on the readings here, you can call us at our office at 321-452-1060. We'll email or mail you the information so you can jump in and join us. Yeah, and you can put it up on the refrigerator. I I use the app uh, every time uh, I do the – I also not only because I go along with it all the time, but – uh, even through the weekends and such, I still look at it just to make sure yep. it's right and I'm right. Yep. It just helps to have something like that. But I also have the one that they send me. I actually get one email, mail. You get it all I the get ways. It all the all ways. ways. <laughs> it helps me check on whether all that's working. But um, all of it's helpful. Sometimes I lean on different things. Most of, most of the time, the app the apps are really handy it that is. way. It's a great way to watch a service live too for sure to you can get really anything in the app yeah it's it's, it's really your one-stop shop for east coast stuff so i like it yeah yeah one shop stopping is good i that right now that's my uh, ipad yeah oh yeah i hardly go anywhere to yes. buy anything anymore except corn <laughs> i feed deer corn yeah, okay got it 50 pounds of corn is just hard to get in the mailbox or you know that's true uh, drop that's on the front true. especially when you buy 250 or 500 pounds I'm sure your mailman appreciates that choice. I'll I'll bet, yeah. (laughs) I got something heavy coming I'm real excited about, but that's not for the program. It's a a hardness, Rockwell hardness tester. Oh, my. Yeah, and it's a device, a machine, and so... I, I know my uh, UPS guy's going to love that one, so <laughs> they dropped that on the front porch. I hope he doesn't drop yes, it. I hope he sets yes. it down lightly. <laughs> anyway, we're glad you guys are here with us today. We've got a couple of things going on we wanted to make you guys aware of out there. And uh, one of the reasons we do this is that, you know, sometimes people are new to the area and maybe just looking for a home church, and we want to invite you to try one of the services. We do have locations in Vieira and Coco. We have two on Merritt Island, and uh, just... Maybe it's time for you to find a church in the area, or maybe you've been around here a long time, and it's time for you to find a church in the area. But we have uh, Beach Baptisms at Lori Wilson Park, and that's going to be October 24th, 5.30 to 7. There'll be some worship. It'll be a great time. And uh, I just want to encourage you, Beach Baptisms are one of the most exciting events. I was baptized in a YMC pool 
because there was no beach in Colorado. Inside, I still remember just so many things about that as a brand new Christian. And I just want to encourage you, if you have not been baptized since you believed, I'd encourage you to come and get baptized. We'd love to uh, baptize you. You don't have to be a member of our church. You do have to be a member of the body of Christ. You do have to believe that Jesus died for your sins, rose again, and is Lord of all, and he's your Lord. But if that's true, then we'd love to baptize you as well. So that's going on. And then we're having a, a family event called Family Fun Night, and that's October 29th at, from 6.30 to 8.30, and that'll be a great kind of carnival event with games and candy, lots of candy for the kids. They'll be able to dress in costume. And when I say costume, that's nice costume, nothing really scary or uh, grotesque because we've got little kids there. We want to provide a good atmosphere for families, especially for the small children. But we'd love to have you involved in that. It's totally free. And it's just one of those events, October 29th, that you can get involved with as a family. So welcome. Come to that. We'd love to have you there. For sure. Anything yeah. anything else like that? Well, you know, there is so much happening. We also have Candy Palooza coming up, which is going to be uh, at all of our locations on uh, October 30th and 31st. Candy, Candy Palooza. Palooza. So I have two little ones, so they'll oh. be thrilled to hear about <laughs> this, that not only do they get to come and have fun at church, but they're going to leave with a lot of candy. Mm-hmm. Um, what child doesn't love that? So uh, that's that going to be a ton of fun. those piles of candy? I think so. Are, saw, we've been stockpiling candy at the office so I've that uh, we've got lots to give out. That's going to be... A ton of fun. A great opportunity to invite somebody over to church that maybe wouldn't normally come to church on a weekend that like your kids can dress up and yeah. come to church and get yeah. candy. And have it's going to be a lot of fun. We, ha- we have a ton of opportunities for your family this month and the, the few weeks coming up. We're coming into the holiday season yep. and we have we love families at East Coast. And so we often build what we do around families because we want you to have a place to come and be safe and have fun and yep. uh, know that Jesus loves you. So yeah. it's just as simple as that. Kids are so valuable. And he yes. says, you know, old King James, suffer not, but make sure you let kids come to me. Yep. And so that's important to us. Well, we're going to read chapter three of First Timothy. And uh, I had an incredible experience with this chapter as a young pastor that rings out every time I look at this chapter. It's so hard for me not to not to rehearse uh really a miracle of God set me free in my life from this chapter. I can't wait to hear about it. Well, if we'll probably get there. If not, we'll just maybe have to come sometime 10 yeah. years from now when I preach <laughs> on it again. But no, um, it, it was just a, just amazing. Uh, and it changed how I viewed the word overall. Yeah. And so it was a pretty, pretty, pretty life-changing event for me. But anyway, we have 16 verses. Yes. So just I'm going to read the first eight, and All that's right. kind of in the middle of a sentence, but that's okay. You can pick it up at verse nine, and I'm going to read New King James. I'm going to be in the NIV today. Okay, let's do it. All right, and I say unto you, sir, read. This is, he said, sir, <laughs> I know, read. I ah, know. you threw me off. Okay, <laughs> this is a faithful saying. If a man desires a position of a bishop, he desires a good work. A bishop then must be blameless, the husband of one wife, temperate, sober-minded, of good behavior, hospitable, able to teach, not given to wine, not violent, not greedy for money, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not covetous, one who rules his own house well, having his children in submission with all reverence. For if a man does not know how to rule his own house, how will he take care of the church of God? Not a novice, lest being puffed up with pride, he fall into the same condemnation as the devil. 
Moreover, he must have a good testimony among those who are outside, lest he fall into reproach and the snare of the devil. Likewise, deacons must be reverent, not double-tongued, not given to much wine, not greedy for money. They must keep hold of the deep truths of faith with a clear conscience. They must first be tested, and then if there is nothing against them, let them serve as deacons. In the same way, the women are to be worthy of respect, not malicious talkers, but temperate and trustworthy in everything. A deacon must be faithful to his wife and must manage his children and his household well. Those who have served well gain an excellent standing and great assurance in their faith in Christ Jesus. Although I hope to come to you soon, I am writing you these instructions so that if I am delayed, you will know how people ought to conduct themselves in God's household, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and foundation of the truth. Beyond all question, the mystery from which true godliness springs is great. He appeared in the flesh, was vindicated by the Spirit, was seen by angels, was preached among the nations, was believed on in the world, and taken up in glory. Ah, men. All of that's like the the it ends with this mini capsule yep, of the whole thing, poem, man. Yeah. It's just like here it is. Here's the gospel. Yeah, here's the gospel. <laughs> yeah. Bam. Yeah. And uh, like most things in the Bible, that at times we can make them a lot more complex than they are. True. This in what five sentences, six sentences. He, he <laughs> let me does break the, it down for you. Let me does the whole gospel in six little short sentences. Some of them only three words long. Yep. Seen by angels. Yeah, uh, was a pretty amazing thing. And also, his description of the church. I'm a church guy, um, meaning I love the church. I I think I understand God's plan and God's purpose. This is the church age. Yeah. This is the age of Jesus building his church, and I know many people have given up on church, and I've got air quotes around that word, and, you know, they've been hurt here, hurt there, and don't, do, do not get me wrong, I, I see the blisters, I see the warts, I see the, the mistakes that many of us have made in the process of trying to uh, be the expression of, of Christ in the earth. Yeah. But we're in the church age, and I love the the beautiful description, the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and and the ground, my says, the, the ground of truth. And uh, I just love the picture of the church yes, there, yes. too. Anyway, that's... Paul's a church guy, too. Yeah. He's, he's, he's pretty passionate he, about the he church. He was a church guy. That's yeah, the truth. Yeah. Yeah. So real quick, what stood out to me uh, when I was a young pastor... Uh, uh, Carol and I can be spirited, you know. It, it, for us, it's always uh, funny when uh, we hear about couples we've never had a fight. And I just <laughs> talked to a couple this weekend, last weekend, that they've never had a never had a fight. And it's like, mm, okay, that's, really? Yeah, that's weird. Wow. Um, but no, you know. And then you find out, but we didn't t- speak to each other for a month. Oh, got got it. Okay. So you know, you had you, a silent fight. Yeah, there's 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 all different <laughs> kinds of fights. I have to clarify. Well, some people become icebergs, right. and some people right. become volcanoes. You don't get off the hook because you're a, you're an iceberg <laughs> instead right. of a volcano. But um, Carol and I were fussing, and and you know, it was just one of the times we were fussing in it. I was convicted about it, I, and I didn't want to, and neither one of us did. We wanted to change, but it was hard to change. And uh, one day, like, I'm going to go, I'm going to leave the house and go to church and preach. 
that's that's the the scenario and we're fussing yep. before i leave and uh, uh with tears in my eyes I, I said you know we've got to get this right because the scripture says one who rules his own house well and if you don't know how to rule your own house how will you take care of the church of god and i said my primary job's here and if i can't do this then it excludes me from leading at church and i said we either have to get this fixed right. or i have to step back from ministry and i left and as i was driving to church i felt like the lord began to speak to my heart about it and he said i i didn't put that in there to get you out of ministry mm. i put that in there to get your house together it's good he said the word isn't written just to tell you what's right or wrong right the word is actually written to give you the power to do what's in it. Yeah. And instead of seeing this as where I was lacking and, and just focusing on this scripture, and I think this is kind of the difference between the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. I had the knowledge, but I didn't understand God wrote it because he wanted to empower me to change how I conducted myself in my home. And in, and. For years, a few years in ministry, maybe two or three years in ministry, that's the way I looked at that verse, and I it beat me up. Yeah. Every time I read it, I felt ugh. Yeah. Ugh. That's the that's the freedom <clears throat> from sin, right? Like yeah. that's what Jesus <clears throat> he didn't he didn't die so that you know we would just stop sinning. He's saying <laughs> you now have the power to live differently. It's it's a different perspective. It's a different approach to those things. And I I agree with you that I think this is a call. This is a call to something that he's enabling us to do, not to beat us over the head with and say, you you keep failing. Because um, it's a good reminder. As, as a leader in the church myself, uh, my husband and I talk about this concept all the time, that uh, we have to, if our home is not being well cared for, we cannot work in ministry. We can't do, th- this is our, our number one priority. And I love that Paul is looking at, at Timothy and saying, listen, your priority has to be your home. It can't because it's easy for your priority to be all the other things because the 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 harvest is plenty but the workers are few. There are there are always things to do, oh, yeah. right? Like yeah. there and and it's easy to go. Well, the the church needs me. The church does need you because that's the way God set things up. But your family is your first priority. Not as I, much as your family. Absolutely, does. and right. so just <clears throat> really let it, allowing yourself to be centered there and say, you know what. This is going to be my priority. How can we, you know, anytime my husband and I take something on in ministry, we go, can we do this and still care for our family? Yep. And if we can't, then the answer has to be no, or we need to figure out what needs to change or move so that we can. It always has to be a yes while we're still taking care of our family. Absolutely. And, you know, um, there was a group in the Bible that sacrificed their children right. to their God. Yep. And it's never been Christians. Mm-hmm. Um, Christians are never called to do that. The other thing that stood out in the, the way I interpreted this after God began to speak to my heart is he reminded me that no word of God is void of power. And so he didn't put this in here to uh, in, empower me to leave ministry. He put right. this in here to empower me to be who I was called to be right. in my family. And that's what so encouraged me but then that bled over into every time I read something where maybe I wasn't quite up to the par that I felt like I should be in it, I began to take that not as, 
a condemnation, but as an encouragement that he didn't put that in there to point out where I was wrong. Right. He put that in there to empower me to get closer and closer to, you know, like Paul said, we press on to the mark of the high call of God in Christ Jesus. Paul said, I haven't got there yet. Yeah. (laughs) But he kept pressing. Yes. And so instead of, you know, pulling you back and feeling like quitting, it made me strive forward and it just bled over into just so many ways that i read and studied the scripture after that and it was it was life-changing yeah and i think powerful i think that too it points to a recognition of the the voice of a father Because it's very easy for us to read the scriptures, read law, right? Read rules and go, this is where I'm I'm falling short. And that's what God's telling me is that you're not good enough. Yeah. While the father is saying, hey, come here. I've actually given you the power over this and you can live differently. I've empowered you to live differently. And that's, that's the difference uh, between the voice of God and the voice of the enemy, right? Yeah, we have an accuser absolutely. who says you're not good enough. That's actually the voice of the enemy. Right. If there's condemnation in it, it's not from the Father. Yeah, and, and you know we know that Satan used the Scripture, although twisted and out of context, when arguing with Jesus. Right after that great period of fasting when he was in the wilderness. And so uh, people have used the scripture and twisted it for years. I think there are some other things made clear in this chapter where scripture has been twisted too. And uh, I don't want to get too deep into this because I think pastors Matt and Jess covered this on Monday, or at least it was in their chapter, in chapter one, uh, Women in Ministry. And one of the things that, you know, people go back and forth on, I think this chapter actually clears up some of uh, the confusion on women in ministry. Um, Some of the language used here for bishops and deacons in this, and bishop simply means overseer. And like, they call me Pastor Dan, and then you hear about Bishop T.D. Jakes. Actually, that's kind of a cultural thing. for Bishop T.D. Jakes, but they're actually more biblical. That's a more biblical word than pastor is. Um, In in the same sense, deacon, we look at deacon as this thing, but it actually means minister or servant. And so when you call somebody a minister, if you were to say that, a minister, you might go, okay, And what's interesting about a lot of these verses, and I read it in the New King James, you read it in the NIV, verse 11 in the NIV reads? Uh, Let's see. It says, in the same way, the women are to be worthy of respect, not malicious talkers, but temperate and trustworthy in everything. Likewise, the women. Right. So when I read that, some people just go, likewise, the women, and go forward of that sentence. But if I read, if I said, I need you to do this, this, and this, and likewise you do this and this, this, and this. They're connected. They're connected. It isn't like he's saying aside from the first. Oh, yeah. And the word there isn't wives. It's women. And, And it is true that the word wives and women are interchanged throughout scripture it's the same word every time you see wife every time you say see woman it's the same greek word and only by context can you tell like in ephesians when it says husbands you know that that next one wives which is the same word as woman is talking about their wife to kind of break that down a little bit in the home 
there's a there's an order that's set up in the home, and when it says Christ is the head of man, man is the head of woman, that word woman there is wife, because I'm not the head of, for example, fee. Right. <laughs> she's a woman, but she's not my wife. I have no say whatsoever in the way she, and I'll, I'll get uh, no offense to anybody intended here, but the way she, she dresses Sure. wonderfully and she you know all those good things but i have no say in that at all that's between her and roger to find a place where they're both comfortable and it's life-giving and, and but then people take it a step further and say well whatever a husband says to a wife she should listen to and i would say well I think you would be mistaken if you thought that. You can go to many places in Scripture where a wife rebukes a husband and God commends them for it because the husband was wrong. Yeah. And so it, it isn't meant to be this, uh, somebody once said uh, a woman was taken from a man's rib so that they could stand side by side and not from his foot so that she could be underfoot. The other thing that I like to do when looking at this thing about women in ministry, and this is actually saying that word deacon could as easily be deaconess. It's the same, same word. And Phoebe in Romans chapter 16, 1 is talked about. We don't have time to go into that, but it's an incredible oversight. She probably carried the letter to, from, to Rome from Paul. The most extensive gospel. Yeah. She probably was the one who handed it to her, and Paul said, "Yeah." And Paul (laughs) said, "You." She was, she ministered to me, Uh, and in the same way that she said, uh, he said Onesimus did, and many other people in that case. But if you go back to uh, Genesis and you see God there before the fall, before the curse, because remember. We're redeemed from the curse in the right. New Testament. God author, uh, authorizes and gives dominion to Adam and Eve. There is no separation there whatsoever. And then at the fall, there is a curse spoken over Eve about being under and pain in childbirth. And we've got to understand we're we're not under that curse Correct. anymore. And this is what Jesus redeemed us. There's no longer Jew nor Gentile, male nor female, bond nor free. And uh, hopefully, we don't misunderstand maybe cultural statements like in in other places in Scripture. Anyway, I've got to take a break, and I'll solve all that when we get back. <laughs> you are listening to the Morning Breath podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age, or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us.
Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too big or too small. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Find them online at ineedafence.com. The New Thing Youth Church is a generation of students destined to change the world through God's power and love. If you're between 7th and 12th grade, join us every week for fun, relationships, and the Word of God. The New Thing Youth Church meets at the Parkway Worship Center every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. and Sunday night at Vieira High School at 6 p.m. Check out our TNT Youth Church app for more details. For over 30 years, Cabron Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabron Air will take care of it. Their phone number is 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or find them online at cabron.com. Customer satisfaction is their top priority. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. At East Coast Christian Academy, our mission is to create a space where children will thrive, and we believe they grow best in a safe, clean, Christ-centered environment. We're passionate about showing the love of Jesus to children in our community and helping them become everything God has called them to be. At East Coast Christian Academy, we are all about family. We work hard to foster a culture and environment of positive attitudes and teamwork. And we provide flexible schedule options for team members who have their own busy family lives. Do you have experience in early childhood educational environments in the heart for the next generation? If so, we have room on the team for you. Find out more about joining our academy team online at eccc.us slash academy or call us at 321 453 Kids. That's 321-453-5437. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. You know, I think I'll just go to what happened during the break. Um, you know, my, my heart's desire is that we'll have a day in the church when little girls won't have to overcome stereotypes and uh, old ways of thinking or maybe misapplying of, of, of Scripture, uh, taking out a context in the world we live in, taking it and just applying, you know, I will not have a woman to teach and things of that nature. Those, those verses, if taken in context, I think I, I believe are talking in that culture in that day. Uh, just as much as if where it says to Timothy, drink a little wine for your many stomach ailment, I found that Pepto-Bismol works better for me than wine. Uh, that verse isn't for me to be taken personally in our setting. I think there's just so many with, you know, Aquila and Priscilla and Phoebe and, and uh, 
Trafosa and Trafina, mm-hmm. and I, I could. There's just a, a multitude of women that are that are ministers in the Bible, New and Old Testament, yeah. by the way. That I hope there's a day when we can watch little girls grow up and not have to overcome prejudice and uh, misunderstanding of truth and missing original design and not seeing the grace of the gospel of Jesus Christ at work in the earth. And that would be a a wonderful thing. I have my youngest granddaughter, uh, Adeline, Matt's daughter, Matt and Jessica's daughter. Um, I would love to see her grow up. She feels like she's called to be a pastor and not ever have to overcome all the negative stuff about it. And uh, what a waste of energy to fight that when there's so many people that need the gospel and need good teaching and life. Anyway, that's what we talked about during the break, and I think that's important for everybody out there. God bless you. Have a great day in Christ. Thanks for being with me, Fee. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.